welcome to We Go Back. I'm your host, Brian Abushakra, and on this week's episode, we will be reviewing The Incident, the 16th episode from Season 5 of Lost. We open up to finally meet Jacob. We see him living his life on the island, but then he's joined by another man. They're both there watching what looks like to be an old ship similar to the Black Rock coming to the island. This scene does a really good job of setting up the conflict between these two characters, and it indicates to us that they have been in conflict for quite some time. One of the ways they show that to us is by the age of the boat coming to the island, while the other is the statue being fully intact. So one thing that we see throughout this episode is Jacob leaving the island and coming into contact with many of the survivors of Flight 815, as well as people who are on the island now. The first interaction he has in this episode comes with Kate, where we see her and Tom steal the lunchbox that they eventually use as a time capsule. I enjoy that they used a memory that we all had heard before, but was not super significant. And I really appreciated the way that they told us who the characters were before they announced their names. We saw Tom holding the little plane that they eventually put in that lunchbox before we even know who he is. Great little detail to start the show off. So now we catch up with everybody down at Jughead, trying to figure out how to move this hydrogen bomb. One thing that we learn in this scene is Eloise is actually pregnant, and we can only presume that she's pregnant with Daniel. And this is kind of ironic because in his journal, he has detailed instructions on how to dismantle and remove the core of the bomb, as well as setting it off so that they can fix their mistakes. Next, we see Jacob come to Sawyer when he's very young, the day of his parents' funeral and actually hands him the pen he eventually uses to write the letter to Mr. Sawyer. But one thing to take from this scene is the friend of the family who speaks with Sawyer about not writing the letter. He tries to convince Sawyer that what is done is done, which is basically whatever happened happened rephrased. This is another pivotal moment in a character's life, but I like that again they took it a step further and showed you that maybe these people were destined to do what they're doing. Now I want to bring up the question that Richard asks Jack as they're taking apart the bomb. He tells Jack that he's already visited Locke several times and found nothing extraordinary about the child. And we can see that Jack has changed a lot to this point because he tells Richard that he would never give up on Locke. And speaking of Locke, we see him actually behaving a lot like Ben. When we find out that Ben is actually going to be the one who kills Jacob, you can kind of tell that Locke is asking questions he already knows the answers to. He's not surprised. It seems like he's really leading Ben to the conclusion on his own, and he's manipulating Ben. One thing that I wanted to point out to you from this episode that I thought was very subtle is when Jack is firing shots at Roger in Dharmaville, you notice that he fires maybe four or five shots that don't go anywhere near hitting Roger, but the next person he aims at, he hits dead on. And we already know that Jack is actually a great shot since he shoots the net down to save him and Kate back in season one. I think this is deliberately put in the episode to show you that they can't change certain events and it's really testing whether or not they have free will. We know that Roger survived, and I think this heavily suggests that the events that occurred in the past really can't be changed. 
So now let's move on to Rose and Bernard finding Sawyer and everyone. This scene is very different from everything else in this episode. It kind of stops in the middle of the action and really questions their motivations. Why are they always up in arms against each other? Since they've got to this island, they've always had something to be in conflict over. Rose and Bernard would much rather just enjoy the time that they have together on a wonderful island, recognizing the opportunity that they have, then be caught up in the fight between Jack and Locke and whoever happens to be in power at that time. But the main point and the thing that they push is the value of being together, because that's all that matters in the end. Now let's get on to our next visit from Jacob. I find this one really interesting because it's not one of the survivors of Flight 815, but it's Alana, who seems to already know who he is. And he just actually straight asks her for her help. On the island, she's actually led everybody to the cabin where she expects Jacob to be, but identifies that someone else has been using it recently, and Jacob hadn't been occupying it for a long time. This is also the first time we're actually seeing the cabin during the day, and find out that there's a significance for having the ash be broken. So the whole point of this scene is to suggest that there's actually somebody else on the island who could have been the one communicating to people who came to visit the cabin. Now let's move on to the scene where Jacob visits Locke on the day that he breaks his back. Jacob is actually seen reading a book here by Flannery O'Connor called Everything That Rises Must Converge, which is a collection of short stories and the title actually references a French philosopher, Pierre Teilhard de Chatin. In the quote, it says, Remain true to yourself, but move ever upward toward greater consciousness and greater love. At the summit, you will find yourselves united with all those who from every direction have made the same accent, for everything that rises must converge. This quote may not seem to make a lot of sense right now, but it definitely comes into play later on in the series, and we'll come back to it then. But I like that we see Jacob actually visit Locke right after he makes impact with the ground, and it seems to almost wake Locke up. So again, we're seeing the continuation of a story story that we've already heard, but seeing how Jacob actually affected it by being there. So with all this talk about who was using the cabin, I find it very interesting that John asks Ben about what happened that night, and we actually see a confession from Ben that it was all a charade, and Ben admits that he's a liar. That's all he's ever done his entire life. The next visit we see from Jacob comes to Sun and Jin on their wedding day, and he speaks to them about their relationship and how valuable it is. And then right after that, we see when he visits Jack, which is actually right after he does the surgery where he rips the girl's dural sack. Now, this story is one of the most famous of any of the characters because it set up the foundation for how Jack deals with fear, which is by stopping and counting to five and then resuming his work. But Jack left out the important detail that it was actually his father who stopped him and told him to count to five. And this scene is really intense because you see that Jack confronts his father, claiming that his father doesn't believe in him. I always tell you guys to pay attention to how the characters act with their bodies. When Christian responds to Jack's accusation here, he seems like he's disappointed that his son doesn't see that he's trying to help him. And I think what Jacob tells Jack, that sometimes a stuck machine just needs a little push, is a direct comment to what happened to Jack in the surgery room. In this episode, we actually get a huge showdown between Jack and Sawyer. 
and it's kind of this culmination of their conflict throughout the entire series. At first, they sit down and try to have a heart-to-heart, and Sawyer is trying to understand why Jack wants to blow everything up, and he's actually able to get Jack to tell him it's because he lost Kate. He thinks that if they're meant to be together and he can wipe all of this clean, then he's going to take that opportunity and take that risk. This causes a huge fight between Jack and Sawyer, and this does bring one of the funniest moments in the entire series of Lost. After Jack and Sawyer have their big knockdown drag out, Jack just slowly scuttles off in the back. Jack tells Kate the reason he's doing this is because nothing has ever felt more right than what he's doing now, and he's actually able to get out of Kate the reason why she came back to the island, because she wants wanted to reunite Aaron with Claire. Jack then uses this information to get his end result by telling her that if he's able to negate this energy, then it'll be Claire's decision to make and everything will be right with Aaron. And now the last visit that I want to bring up comes from when Jacob visits Hurley. So this is very recently before they got back on the island and it explains how Hurley knew exactly what flight to be on and what time. So this is the only other character where Jacob came and explains to him what he needs, the other being Alana. He tells Hurley that he's blessed because he's actually able to speak with the people that he's lost. And this concept of him being cursed, he's just been looking at it the wrong way. He also tells Hurley that he's not crazy at all. This is a great confirmation for Hurley because he has always struggled with feeling like something was off about him. At the end of this episode, in the midst of all this tension and stress, Miles comes in and brings up a very good point on whether this incident was actually caused by them being here. I always appreciated this because it kind of throws a wrench in the middle of everything and takes you away from the conflict that's going on between whether one side is right or wrong and really puts it all into perspective. And then to close out this episode, we see Alana bring Locke's body and present it to Richard which raises the huge question of who's inside with Jacob. But Jacob mentions that this person has found his loophole. And if you recall from the beginning of the episode, that's exactly what he had told who will now just call the man in black. Folks, that'll take us to the end of this episode. Next week, we will be reviewing LAX. Send in your thoughts, theories, questions. We go back podcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at King Lord Brian. But until next week, have a good day.